Today is a good day to look beneath the surface of your symptoms, isn't it? What's really going on down in that soil of your life? My name is Josie and I'm a natural nutrition clinical practitioner, a wife, a mom, and today your host. I've been on a journey for over a decade of learning how to take a root cause approach to everything that ails me. I've learned that we're just too interconnected for band-aid fixes to ever work. I'm deeply honored to connect with others across the country and across the globe who are also passionate about whole person wellness. My hope is that the conversations in this space would leave you feeling inspired and empowered to walk out lifelong whole person wellness. Let's get into it. What's up Roots and Fruits community? It is a new chapter for me, so I thought I would mark that by changing up the intro. Hope you like it. Um, I have a real microphone now to podcast with, not just the voice memos on my phone, yay. And as a checkpoint in my business journey as well. So some of you guys may have heard that Roots and Fruits market is pausing. (laughs) I don't wanna say closing because we really don't know what the future holds, Um, but the reality is it, It was a very tough decision. I'm not going to get into all of it, but basically we had to preserve my health and our family and make a really tough call based on our values. And I think it's really easy as practitioners and people in this sphere who are pouring out to sacrifice their own health. And I did that for four months and I just couldn't keep doing it. And so kind of the perfect storm, business plans outside of our control that fell through and really most notably just the conviction I had to be spending more time with my son because I'm not going to get this time back. So all that to say, Roots and Fruits Market is pausing. Um, we're shipping orders until March 15th. Everything is on sale. So go ahead over there and help us clear out. Things are flying. We are packing orders like crazy, um, but there's still some stuff left, including myotape and some other oral care products. Um, we're going to talk about mouth taping in today's episode. So thought I'd plug that there. But without further ado, let's get into today's conversation. If you've never thought of your oral health as part of a bigger picture of what's going on in your body, you are going to start thinking with today's episode with Dr. DeSanti in Calgary, Alberta. I'm not going to give him too much of an intro because we're going to get into all of that right away here. So let's skip to the good part. Okay, so I am here today with Dr. DeSanti from Living Wellness Dental in Calgary. Dr. DeSanti, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, so you are a general dentist with some training and passion um, around holistic and biological dentistry. Is that right? Correct. Yes, we, we tailor our practice towards an approach to the overall well-being of the body. And what does that look like? So, I mean, obviously, a lot of our listeners are into holistic health. They might have an idea or have heard of more biological approach to dentistry. But if you were to describe what the experience is like for a patient coming to see you, how does that differ from maybe another dentist they've been to? Well, we we try to do a deep dive into the body as a whole. So... The mouth isn't separate from the body, so we don't want to treat it as such. Um, I often will say, you know, of course we want to fix fillings and whatever's going on with the teeth and the mouth, but beyond that, what's what's the root cause? What's why is it happening? And where can I direct you? Because obviously my forte is with the head and neck and mouth. But there's other people within our network that are really good at working with the whole body. And 
the mouth can show signs and symptoms mm -hmm. of things going on in the rest of the body. So if I'm doing my job at recognizing those, then, then we're giving you that uh, full service and, you know, a care that goes traditionally above and beyond. But also it, it really is a care that should be mm -hmm. kind of generalized through in the dental world, but we're working to do better at that. Uh, other important things that there's commonly things that are used in dentistry that may not be so good for our health. So we're always using what's the most biological, biocompatible materials, um, using the best of what's available to help remedy problems in the mouth. Mm -hmm. um, full disclosure for anyone listening is that um, you're my dentist and uh, I, one thing I noticed coming in the first time that that struck me was like the amount of time that you and your team took to like talk to me and ask me questions before even looking in my mouth like ask me about my diet and stress and my lifestyle and I thought that was just really different than any other dental experience I had and I really appreciated it. Yeah and and honestly Josie I for unfortunately hear that a lot of people come in and say wow it's good just to be listened to and to be heard and to be respected in in my beliefs and my thought processes and that's part of our job because my job is not to tell you what to do it's to give you all the options so we can empower you as as a client to make your own decision and have the pros and cons of whatever the decision might be. So, yeah, I, I hear that a lot. And I'm glad you're saying that because it's true. We mm -hmm. really try to sit down, take the time, um, go beyond just, like I said, just the teeth, but the rest mm -hmm. of the health as well. Mm hmm. Yeah, I definitely noticed that. And every time too, it's like, there's just more of a full perspective of like the human experience than just isolating um, one part of our health. Um, and we have to kind of isolate things in order to heal, like we have to start somewhere, right? But without understanding the full picture of what's going on, I'm sure it would very, it would very much limit um, someone's ability to fully heal. How does that idea kind of impact your philosophies around like about mouth health because um I'm sure that whole band-aid approach doesn't really jive with uh, how you like to do things how does that actually impact like the options you give your cl your clients or patients well it's it goes beyond treating symptoms um, it goes more into why is it happening and trying to get down to that source of why it's happening is a bigger picture and more fulfilling treatment and more success and resolution and resolving the symptoms, right? So for example, when you think of the mouth, you, you think of gums, you think of tongue, you think of teeth, you think of saliva. Each of these different areas can be connected to different parts of the rest of the body. So when I see bleeding gums, for example, I know that there's more inflammation and more bacteria that's not just in the mouth, but a sign of maybe a gut relation, a gut connection that, that's going on with the bacteria and the microbiome in the gut. So to help resolve the mouth, we need to focus on the gut as well. And you can't you can't get totally better in each area without addressing the other area. 
So when we talk about solutions, we're talking about that, the connection, we're talking about, okay, here's a solution on the one hand, this may have benefits for you in this way, but it may have some cons and may imp impact your body in a certain way. Whereas we do option B and it may have pros and cons, but it might have less of an impact on the body. And so I find a lot of people choose the option that has less impact on the body, even though it means something that they didn't necessarily want, but you know, the risk benefit analysis and people are choosing to focus on the body as a whole and choosing options that would, would lean in that way. Mm -hmm. Did that answer your question? Yeah. I answer your question. No, that's, okay. that's great. And I, I wonder, like, have you seen, uh, I guess we should maybe get into a little bit of your story because I have so many questions, but maybe some of them will be answered in your journey of like how you got to doing this kind of specific um, aspect of your practice. Um, yeah, I have so many questions, but why don't you just kind of share like yeah. what your journey was? You you wanted to sure. be a dentist and, and what happened? <laughs> yeah, well, I always wanted to be a dentist all through you know, as when I was younger, I went through orthodontics and never minded going to the dentist. I know that's a rarity, but, but I, I, I wouldn't say enjoyed going to the dentist, but I was interested in it, fascinated by it. So I had that interest and then focused my studies, even through high school on, on biologies and things like that to, to help me get towards that career path did a lot of shadowing and even working or in, interning in dental offices. So I started to get my, my feet wet a little bit in the field and, and it never turned me back. So went to dental school, um, went to school in Chicago and that was, you know, started dental school, what, 12 years ago now. So graduate eight years ago. Um, and my interest was always in dentistry in general, right? My background doesn't come necessarily from an alternative or holistic lifestyle, um, just the way I was raised. But a lot of my interest peaks actually from my wife, where she, um, before we even got married, used a lot of alternative means to heal um, and she was pretty sick before we got married and she was able to heal by doing things alternatively. And so I started open, it's like, okay, maybe there's other ways to do things. It's not always pharmaceuticals or traditional medicine, but then going through dental school, it's a bit of a, a little bit of indoctrination, but always had a little bit eyes open into specific things in, in the dental world. And oh, okay, maybe that's, could be toxic and and uh, not so good for the body. So started learning more and more, um, and then coming out of dental school, opportunity opened where I joined and became an owner in Living Wellness Dental. I specifically picked this office because it was already focused in this holistic approach, and I had that interest, and that's where it peaked. Kind of my I, my wife, give her credit, steering me in that direction. And, you know, once you see things, you can't ignore them. You can't turn away. For me, it, I could never go back to practicing just normal dentistry, I guess, because, uh, you know, the impacts things are having on people. And 
And so furthering training through certain organization, organizations like the International Academy of Oral Medicine Toxicology, IAOMT for short, that's kind of just feeds that initial desire to learn and further the knowledge and holistic approaches to, to dentistry and to medicine in general. So that's kind of where it came. So I've been, you know, in this office here now for six years. And like I said, there's no turning back, right? Yeah. Once you go, once you go down the road, it's it's, your eyes open. Yeah. And it, it sounds like things must be going well because you guys have been able to expand a little bit and do some renos. So there's yeah. definitely like interest in this way of dentistry. Do you find that you have a lot of people like coming specifically to you guys because of your philosophy, like from out of town, like me, but like, are yeah, there more people like, like that? From Lethbridge? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, I mean, not, there's dentists like us, maybe not a ton in Canada, but there's definitely, for example, we have people come from Manitoba or come from Ontario or Saskatchewan and not because we're necessarily the closest because we're probably the closest in Canada. So maybe that's why Mm -hmm. they come this way rather than cross the border, but Mm -hmm. there's closer dentists down in the States that, that can do the similar things that we do, but, but yeah, people travel. They come from ways away. Um, they come from all over Alberta and uh, Eastern BC. That's pretty common and a regular thing in our practice. But they come because because of the approach, what we can offer. And like we said before, just feeling like they can be heard, listened to, uh, be able to tell their story and not think they're crazy. One of the things I love the most is I learn just as much from my clients as I try to teach them myself. And it's cool. So a lot of things I've learned that have helped me personally, have helped my family or helped other other clients that I'm talking to just, just from having that open mind and hearing what people have to say because it, there's value in that. So yeah, people come all over. It's um, for a variety of reasons. Yeah, we've been lucky and blessed to be able to, one, have a nice place to practice, but two, to be able to expand and be able to accommodate more people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been it's been a journey, but we're we're just about wrapped it all up. So Yay. now we have ex- extra room and it mm-hmm. looks nice. Mm-hmm. I I was gonna make like a silly Instagram reel. I never got around to it last time I was at your office because I wanted to point out like practicing what you preach like the details of your office I was like oh the soap in the bathroom isn't gonna make my hands burn and I saw an air doctor over there and and a Mm. little diffuser and I was like yes you guys like really live it out are people coming to work for you who are already of the same mind or do you guys do training around like some of this idea of like toxicity and all that how do you build your team um both right there's obviously people that are keen on on this lifestyle and you know, we're happy to bring those people in whenever we can. Uh, but the dental field's also limited, right? So we do do a lot of training. And the, the most we could ask for for anyone joining our practice would be someone that is open-minded. If you're not open-minded, then, then you're not going to be a good fit. But 
if you have an open mind, then it's not crazy stuff. It's things that are even they're backed by science. They make sense. And it just, like I said, once you learn it, you can't, it's hard to turn away from it. So yeah, we do, we do both do training, do people, people that are interested in it. And that's same with clients too. People don't just come to us because of our approach. They come for maybe what we offer in terms of implants or in terms of using lasers or orthodontics, whatever it may be. Or a lot of people just come to us because they feel that we are a good family-oriented dentist office that that mm-hmm. they know they can trust and take get good care. Mm-hmm. On the note of like families coming, I wanted to talk about mouth breathing because I know that's something that you can maybe spot early on in kids and um, I know we've talked about this before and I've seen you guys post about it. So can you kind of talk about why it's such a big deal and how this whole like root cause approach, um, I guess, overlaps with mouth breathing? Like, is that a root cause of things that you see in other places of the body or vice versa? I know you're passionate, so I'll just let you talk. <laughs> uh, yeah, mouth breathing, you can obviously... It's easy to spot a mouth breather because they're breathing through their mouth, right? But it, you also start to see as that becomes a habit, you see the development of the jaw and the face structure. So when we breathe through our mouth, we uh, aren't putting the tongue on the top of our mouth. And that's very important that, believe it or not, the tongue is like a keystone. If you don't have the tongue in the right place, using it correctly, the whole arch crumbles down. The same with the jaw. So if we're breathing through our mouth, then our tongue isn't being placed to the roof of the mouth. That pressure on the roof of the mouth causes our upper palate to expand and to widen, and it allows our jaw to grow forward. So that's where you tend to see face shapes that are a little bit wider and stronger jaws and the teeth are spread apart and have a lot of room. For example, people in Africa have really, most of the time, well-shaped jaws, very wide and strong jaws because they eat a lot of hard foods and they don't have a lot of the processed, refined foods that we have. They don't have a lot of environmental factors that may trigger the need to mouth breathe or conditions or ailments that would cause mouth breathing. If we have a wider jaw, then our airway opens. So people that mouth breathe, they have to breathe through the mouth because their airway is smaller and they feel like they need to get more air in, which is a little bit of a contradiction because as you mouth breathe, lots of air goes in, but then it all goes out. And it doesn't release in our body nitric oxide. Like when we breathe through our nose, it releases nitric oxide. And that carries the oxygen to the brain, to the muscles, to the tissues throughout our body. So mouth breathing, lots in, but lots out. And then we don't get a lot into our brain and muscles. So we're, in essence, oxygen deprived from mouth breathing, even though we're feeling like we get lots in. So... We focus at a young age because that's where it's easy to correct. Um, you can train proper tongue posture. You can pr- train nose breathing through myofunctional therapy. 
but also the jaws are more malleable. So if, for example, someone started doing it up until they were eight years old, start, start to see the structure starting to happen, well, their, their bones haven't fully connected together so that we can expand them easier and train them out of the bad habits. And then that sets them up in the future for a strong foundation. You asked about the what are we trying to avoid? Uh, well, mouth breathing at a young age is, is linked to ADHD. It's linked to asthma and allergies. It's linked to sleep apnea, clenching and grinding, delayed bedwetting. Uh, lots of things are just triggered from that. And just by correcting our breathing patterns and opening the airway, we can actually help with a lot of that and addressing the root cause rather than, you know, here's a medication to help with the symptom, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. As an adult age, if we develop that foundation, then we're less risk for developing sleep apnea when we're older, uh, having chronic neck and back pain, again, clenching and grinding, mm-hmm. snoring issues. All that uh, typically mm-hmm. comes with small airways and poor tongue posture. Hmm. Yeah. What are some of those like environmental factors that might, um, you said something along the lines of like triggering the need to mouth breathe, like it's this like kind of response to things that you see um, I th- when you were talking about Africa versus, you know, North America, what are some of the things here that, that tend to have us doing it more? Well, things like pollution, you know, big cities, air quality, um, again, allergens, food allergens, uh, just allergens, again, in the general mm-hmm. general cities that we live in. Okay. Those are probably the biggest factors. Um, and then when, when you start at an early age and you start developing those, you teach yourself to mouth breathe earlier. Another environmental factor would be a soother mm. or a pacifier, mm-hmm. right? That kind of trains us out of our t- having our tongue on the roof of the mouth. And it, it gets us in the habit of maybe mouth breathing. So there's not, I mean, for everyone, it's different, right? Mm-hmm. But those are some of the common ones. Mm-hmm. And then with the retraining, like what are some tips or tools you could give people if they do mouth breathe? Uh, Close your mouth, breathe through your nose. That's the first (laughs) one. When you're awake, that's easier to do. When you're awake, right. Easier said said than done. But so quick and dirty, I teach people where our tongue should be in the first place. So if you say the letter N, and as you say N, the tip of your tongue touches a, a spot right behind your teeth on the top of your mouth. So N. And that little spot is actually a little bump. And it's a soft tissue pad that covers the, the nerve that comes out and innervates the teeth and the gum tissues there. So N, that's the initial spot. And that's where we should hold the tip of our tongue when our mouth is closed. Then... Then if you hold it in and then keep it there and swallow, you'll notice that the rest of the tongue should, should uh, wave backwards and suction to the roof of the mouth as you swallow. And so that natural suction after you swallow and the tip of the tongue on spot is where we should position our tongue all the time. 
and then keep your jaw relaxed, your lips closed, breathing through your nose. Hopefully people aren't hearing so, me swallow as I practice this. <laughs> yeah, as you're, you're doing that. <laughs> but, but to a lot of people, they're like, oh, that feels really weird mm -hmm. because that's not what they're doing. They're, even I, I didn't do it forever either until you know a number of years ago where I learned more and more about it. And it's like, oh, my tongue is actually on the bottom of my mouth. And when I was swallowing, I was pressing against my teeth. And that causes your mouth to change into like, like water going through a canyon. It makes its way, right? And it creates its path. Well, that gentle pressures over time are going to also make its path and create the shape of your jaw. So, yeah, if you can, some things that can help people at nighttime, for example, might use mouth tape. To help them um, but really it's strengthening the muscles basically physiotherapy for the jaw for the mouth which is myofunctional therapy that we teach in our office so mouth tape is a good quick quick and dirty way and maybe even easy thing to try at home so if you tape at your mouth at night and see how your sleep changes did you sleep soundly through the whole night uh, are, are you waking up with more energy? That might be a sign that mouth breathing is because back to where I talked about the oxygen flow for the body. So if we spend the eight hours sleeping, getting less oxygen, we're not going to get into a deep sleep. But if you mouth tape and start breathing the correctly through your nose, you might find more oxygen going into the body and improving your sleep and improving your overall stamina and energy levels. Would there be a link there with your, like your gut microbiome? Like how does that affect your gut? I don't know if I'm making this up or if we've talked about this before. You can tell me I'm crazy, but. <laughs> no, you're not crazy. Okay, what, good. What the, there's kind of a roundabout link to the gut, right? Yeah. So if you're mouth breathing at night, some people will notice they wake up and their mouth is really dry. So if your mouth is really dry, then you have less saliva. The saliva's like the golden elixir of the body, whereas saliva brings minerals to the teeth and to the mouth. It helps, it helps balance the microbiome. It helps cleanse teeth and remineralize teeth. So if we're depleted of it uh, and eight hours depleted of it, and plus on top of that, when we're sleeping, our body produces less saliva, then we're going to disrupt that microbiome in the mouth. We're going to be more prone to cavities or to infections. And then that's where the gut connection is. If your microbiome's imbalanced in the mouth, then it's going to relate back to the gut as well. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. And that, that brings us to what you touched on at the beginning with that, like your, your teeth are connected to different parts of your body. Um, can you talk more about that and kind of that tooth organ relationship? Yeah, so um, meridians, so in Chinese medicine, uh, I can't claim to be a Chinese medicine expert or anything, but we, we do reference charts and things that are available if, if a tooth is impacted uh, through infection or through a fracture or, or whatever it may be. They, those charts flow through the rest of the body. As we know, our body is full of energies and and it's no 
it's actually a miracle. Our bodies are miracles, right? So whether you bl- believe in a higher being or not, like there, there's this amazing connection within the body that connects us to the earth, connects our whole body together. And so there are meridian charts that have uh, connections to different organs in the body with specific teeth. And so sometimes that could find part of the problem or some of the answers that we're looking for as well. I've been noticing I've been having these issues and I have this tooth problem. Is there a connection there? Or or I have this tooth problem, but and then I never knew it was connected to this. But once I dealt with the tooth problem, then this re- was resolved, right? So it's it's similar with, you know, tapping into acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine and those those uh, fields because the mouth isn't any different. So that's kind of how we look, part of how we look to how the whole body's connected and trying to address it. For example, one really good answer is, so on the roof of our mouth, it, it, when we put pressure up there, it completes one of the circuits, the meridian circuits, energy circuits in our body. Hmm. So that's why kids find, find soothing and calming through using soothers and pacifiers or even by sucking on their thumb hmm. the net the nature nature's way to do it our natural way to do it is with the tongue so hmm. interesting if, if if as babies we were put in our tongue which breastfeeding is the way that trains us how to do that mm-hmm. so you start to kind of dial all the way back and it's like oh oh yeah everything kind of has intention and purpose and when we disrupt it, even as young as we can, we disrupt it with a soother or our finger, then what kind of effect does it have years and years later, right? So that's that's one example. Yeah. Yeah, or a bottle instead of, a, instead of breastfeeding. I'm sure there's lots of things where if you can have the awareness of everything you're talking about when things don't go as planned, then there's certain tools you can have. And I think the therapy, uh, is it myofunctional therapy that you offer? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's really neat. Is it lots of kids that join that or like, or adults too? What's your demographic there? Uh, yeah. Both. Okay. Both. So we, we teach it in a couple of ways. We teach it one-on-one if we want or through zoom or whatever, but we do some group settings as well. And those classes will have maybe 10 people in the class and, you know, half will be kids and half will be adults, right? We all can benefit from, for certain reasons. And, and I just want to quickly go back and say, it's, we're not saying that soothers and bottles and whatever are bad because, but sometimes we don't recover from those and it can create the the issues, but that's what myofunctional therapy can help us recover from from using those and get our job and our proper posture back to prevent issues down the road so with the okay we talked about the microbiome the the tooth organ relationship i see that a lot in my practice i have my little tooth organ relationship chart but sometimes if there's kind of no other answer like that's very obvious dietary um or you know toxins like medications or whatever hair product um i do like ask about dental history um not because i'm an expert in it but because sometimes people don't realize that connection Mm -hmm. and 
Uh, I would say nine times out of 10 in that context, it's like bang on with the tooth and the organ that shows up in their blood, like gallbladder. And then I'm like, have you ever had a root canal? Yeah. Okay. Let's check out this uh, chart. And it's like always (laughs) nine, again, nine times out of 10, but it's very, um, very fascinating and uh, a little bit kind of angering that we don't just talk about this as not part of mainstream, because I think there's a lot that could be um, avoided. Again, there's things that need to happen sometimes that are maybe not 100% clean for your body. But if you have the awareness going into it, like what you uh, offer your clients, that kind of information, then there's things you can do to mitigate the potentially mm-hmm. harmful effects. Um, it, would you say, um, okay, I just rambled, but with on the note of like toxins and kind of that giving people options. I know that you are a proponent for like Boca, um, Rise Well, Toothpaste. Um, Why do you try to inform your clients if they're not already on that page to kind of shift away from Mm -hmm. fluoride? Well, so those toothpastes have hydroxyapatite in it. And, you know, whatever someone's opinion may be about fluoride, whether it's good or not, you, when hydroxyapatite comes in the picture more and more now and more common toothpaste coming out that are easily at the grocery store or online hydroxyapatite is proven to do better and do it in a natural biological biomimetic way so hydroxyapatite is naturally in our body it's back to saliva i speak about golden the golden elixir of the body well Guess what's in saliva? Hydroxyapatite, right? Guess what's in our bones? Our bones have hydroxyapatite. That's what our teeth are built out of. So when you start to use this this form that's natural, then your body is implementing it even more so, and it's building the tooth in a more natural and sound way, right? So there's comparison studies. For example, uh, when we eat food, we expose our mouth to acids and sugar. So the pH level drops, right? So when the pH level drops, hydroxyapatite is really good at starting to work and buffer and clean and heal at a pH level of 5.5. So that's not too far off of our neutral pH of 7. Fluoride doesn't start to have any any impact until the pH is down at the 3.5 level. So there's one benefit there is like, well, hydroxyapatite is going to be better in acidic levels. And it's also going to, as it rebuilds and remineralizes the tooth, it does so from the inside out. So it's going to be deeper and more profound than rather just a surface level impact on the tooth. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. to me, that just eliminates the argument, you know, whatever the beliefs are, because this is better and it's natural anyway. So, so mm-hmm. let's just use that. Yeah. And what are your thoughts on some of the other toothpaste maybe available at the health food store or whatever that don't necessarily have that ingredient, but um, are maybe less toxic? Would that be kind of like a lesser evil or like what, what are your thoughts on what essential oils well, yeah, there's there's some good toothpaste out there. I think even in the natural health world, you have to use things cautiously. For example, essential oils can be great, 
but they can also, if we're using them in our mouth, they can disrupt the microbiome because they're bactericidal. And that can have an impact if we don't realize it. Hey, every time I'm using this toothpaste or mouthwash that I'm killing all my bacteria in my mouth, then, you know, that can have a negative effect. But if we're using it with that caution, okay, I got to make sure I'm getting good prebiotics and probiotics and fermented foods back in the mouth, then, then it's okay, right? There's even, there's even concerns with hydroxyapatite. Um, there's, there's some controversy stimulated from an article or something that went viral online about nanohydroxyapatite. And when you hear the word nano, it's kind of a scary trigger world word because you think of the nanoplastics, which we know are bad, right? But nano in terms of hydroxyapatite, well, hydroxyapatite is a calcium structure. So nano just means really small calcium particles. And it's been proven. So the, what is it? The SCCS, so the Scientific um, Consumer Committee that's in European European Union. They're kind of, I guess, the European approval organization, mm-hmm. but they've done a lot of studies on nanohydroxyapatite specifically. Um, and there's a specific company called Fluid Nova out of Portugal. And that company provides this hydroxyapatite that was studied. And they were studying the effects of overall the body. Is it accumulating elsewhere and causing issues? Well, they found that specific size and shape of the hydroxyapatite particles um, only made by this Fluid Nova company at, at the time has, has been proven totally fine and safe, right? So there's, there's quality of hydroxyapatite. Mm-hmm. So I like Rye as well. I like um, Boca. I like this company called Figs, Feed Your Good Guys, because I know they're using the hydroxyapatite from the company of Portugal. Okay. And then, then, then that worry is kind of obsolete because it's been proven to be okay. Hmm. Interesting. So, um, so with all the good things, you got to just be aware, okay, there's maybe some caution and we got to mitigate those, those effects potentially. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's brilliant. And if people want to, um, glean from your wisdom and inform consent and all those things and become your patient, what do they do? <laughs> Call the office. Um, like I said, we're in, we're in Calgary. We're in the northwest of Calgary. We see everyone from Calgary to Lethbridge to Edmonton to other provinces. So it's not an issue. Um, you can call. We can book a new patient experience and, and get you on board and kind of hear what your story is and what you're looking for. Uh, we're also pretty accessible on Instagram. We try to make a... I guess more educational page on Instagram, but but we like to reach out and make connections to there. And our website is lwdn.ca. So Living Wellness Dental and the office I'm at is the Northland location. So lwdn.ca. Those are the main ways to get a hold of us. And through our website, you can get our contacts and our phone numbers and address and all that. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all your wisdom and passion. It was so fun chatting. Of course. Of course. We'll have to do it again. 
we certainly will need to have Dr. Desanti back on. I feel like we just scratched the surface. It was a little bit of a root cause biological dentistry 101. And I have so many topics that I would love to dive deeper into with him. But now we have a good foundation. If this is all new to you, um, go check him out. If you're not in the area, check if there's a biological dentist in your area. If not, come fly on out to Calgary and receive top-notch care from Dr. Desanti and his team at Living Wellness. Next week, we have the honor of hearing from Natasha Wilch. She is the owner and founder of Symphony Brain Performance in Nanaimo, BC. She is super passionate about concussions. We will hear why and just learn more about concussions, what they are and how they really affect the lives of those who suffer from them myself included um and yeah cannot wait to have you guys thank you so much for tuning in it is so fun seeing how many people actually listen don't forget to hit subscribe and engage with us we're on social media roots and fruits the podcast roots and fruits wellness is my consulting and kind of more personal professional brand and we love comments on our podcast we don't get many so please change that 